0: Welcome to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with the ebullient Jason Shear. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Is it ebullient maybe? Ebullient? I don't know. Joyful?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm always joyful. Yeah,
0: the joyful. We just were watching the Olympics tonight, chilling. Watching the I tried team. to do a
1: quad in my living room and I'm ninety six percent sure I tore my ACL. So.
0: Uh, yeah, we were really super into the figure skating.
1: What's like team half, competition what's tonight? What's half a spin called?
0: Uh, point. I don't even know. That's what A I single did. spin. Yeah, I, you got I... halfway around and then you were on the ground.
1: Right. It's fine.
0: We we, we really do support figure skating in this household. So, go Team USA. They did win the silver. If anyone is interested in knowing that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but we are actually here to preview the Arizona men's. Basketball game against ASU tomorrow up in Tempe. We're just going to start everything off with kind of the obvious question. Uh, Just reviewing the win over UCLA. What impressed you about ASU? We kind of talked about it a little bit, a lot about it last night. And can that uh, energy that ASU had against UCLA UCLA be duplicated?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get too much into it because, like you said, we we discussed it a lot lot the other night, late at night. But I, I think really what... Um, impressed me about ASU was, and I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but uh, they play really hard. Like, they're really not that good of no. a team. Um, you know, they lost on the glass. They, um, th- so th- th- there were two things that impressed me, right? Number one, their effort level. Um, they play hard. No matter what the score is, you, you're never watching an ASU game saying, oh, man, that team gave up. Um, they took really good care of the ball. To have 11 turnovers uh, in a three-overtime game, um, and they only forced nine, but to have 11 turnovers in a three overtime game uh, is pretty remarkable, um, you know. And and really, you know, it 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 comes down to uh, can it be duplicated? I don't know. Uh, you know, I really, I mean, it's, it's it was a it's, late night game, right? It's tough to duplicate it. It's not like in my opinion they had a magic recipe. Like it wasn't like oh they changed this or that. Jalen Graham played maybe the best game I've ever seen him play, um, and so you wonder if it can be duplicated. It's not going to be easy. It's not like they came out in some, you know, 3-2 defense they never play or ran some offensive sets they don't play. They just kind of beat UCLA and and deserve a lot of credit for it.
0: In the first meeting between ASU and U of A, Arizona struggled at times. What did ASU do well in that game?
1: That was one of those games where uh, ASU just slowed the game down as much as possible and, and tried to uh, limit possessions and really make Arizona guard and – really make Arizona work on offense. Um, and Arizona shot poorly. Now, Arizona won a game in which it shot 32% from the field and three of 23 from three, right? But it dominated the free throw line. And so what they did is they tried to make um, Arizona's jump shooting as difficult as possible and kind of go to in, into that jump shooting. You know, Ben was five to 16. And um, they're, they're a solid defensive team uh, you know, they weren't going to beat Arizona on the glass, but they had 15 offensive boards, which was impressive. Um, but the thing is, you know, it, the, the main reason was just the shooting. Like, had Arizona made, you know, even eight of 23 threes? Like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a blowout, issue, right? Yeah. And so, you know, and, and you got to credit ASU. I thought ASU's defense was good. Um, and, again, they slowed the ball down um, as much as possible, and and that's kind of what I expect them to do as well. Um, but honestly, what, you know, I, I watched that game again the other night, uh, and a lot of it was just Arizona kind of didn't play very well. I um, mean, ASU did a nice job with DJ Horn getting them open in space in the first half, and then Arizona kind of shut it down. And ASU only had 24 points. I mean, they only finished with 56 points. So when a team finishes with 56 points, it's hard to say, oh, what did they do well? It, I mean, they only shot 32%. I guess what they did well was they, they offensive rebounded pretty well, um, and again, they they play hard.
0: And they capitalize on Arizona's mistakes, right? And that's what you got to do if you want to even get close. So, what individual matchup um, in this game intrigues you the most?
1: Uh, you know, there's a few, I, I'm a big DJ Horn guy, as you could tell when I was watching the game the other night. I said, give give the ball to DJ Horn and get out of the way. Uh, he can really really shoot it. Um, again, like he he was he killed Arizona in the first half of that game, and then they made the adjustment, and he was irrelevant in the second but he can really shoot it if you give him space so Kirk Kreese versus DJ horn do they start off with that matchup point guard versus point guard do they switch it off and try to get horn you know like they did in the in the second half of last game maybe put Terry on horn or whatever it may be put down on horn you know try to move things around and um you know Jalen Graham is playing really well right now he's ASC's best player clearly right now so I'm curious to see him versus two Bellis. um you know it, it's it, it, this doesn't feel like one of those games where there's like a clear matchup. Like there's matchups where like ASU is not going to win if Jalen Graham doesn't play well. Um, You know, Arizona could probably get away with winning if Tubelis doesn't play well, as we saw in the first meeting when he had the ankle issue, he had six and six and was two of nine from the field in 20 minutes. Right. Jalen Graham, you know, finished with similar numbers and he was healthy. Right. And, and he just didn't play well. He only played 20, 20 minutes. Um, they need a, a guy like Kamani Lawrence, but, um, the bench matchups also. Uh, Marion Jackson has been playing well the last couple of games. Didn't do anything the first meeting. Um, was good against UCLA as a complete volume shooter by every you know stretch of the imagination, every definition of the word. Um, so I don't know if there's like an individual matchup. I guess Dale and Terry versus Kamani Lawrence is intriguing. What they do with him? Do they have him guard Kamani? Do they have him guard, guard Horn? My guess is they have him guard uh, Kamani Lawrence and kind of go from there. And, and that's where the intrigue is. I'm always intrigued. I feel like I pick Dalen Terry's matchup every game because I love watching him defend and kind of take out the other team's best player.
0: You talk about letdown games a lot. You just said at the top of this podcast, we said it the last couple of games. Is this going to be one for Arizona or for ASU?
1: Yeah, so Arizona had a tough game, but it wasn't anywhere near the type of game that ASU had. I, I've always said it's Again, I say it every damn podcast. feels like it is very difficult in college athletics to match the emotion. ASU rushed the court, uh, the emotional three overtime late at night. That game ended at eleven p.m. Difficult game. You're putting everything into it, and you're like, cool. In forty-eight hours, you're facing Arizona, and the road thing isn't a big deal because it's only two hours up the road. It's not like Arizona's traveling a lot. Um, it screams letdown game from ASU. Not in the sense that ASU is like, oh, you know, we're overlooking. And again, like Arizona is heavily favored, so letdown may not be the right word, but it just strikes me as a difficult game for ASU to match that intensity that they had against UCLA. And for Arizona, I actually think it's easier because number one, they didn't beat ASU like they were supposed to in the first meeting. And number two, UCLA just lost to ASU. And Tommy Lloyd, I guarantee you, when they practiced today, Sunday, said, look, man. They just beat UCLA. Like, you're not overlooking this team. And that helps Arizona not only in standings, but in preparation for the game. And it just feels like you're asking a lot from ASU to match what they were able to do from UCLA and match that intensity for another 40 minutes.
0: So the mental edge to Arizona, basically. In my opinion, yes. yeah.
1: But, the you know, edge. maybe ASU has confidence. Maybe that's all they needed. They've, they've had a lot of close games. Like, people yeah. may not realize that, like, their record clearly isn't good. But when you take a look at their schedule, like, they're one of those teams where, you know, a bucket here and a bucket there. Like, let's just take a look at some of their losses really quick. UC Riverside, they lost by one. San Diego State, they lost by two.
0: Ugh, oh, San Diego State. San
1: Francisco, they lost by one. Stanford by three. USC by five. Real close. Like, like, you're talking...
0: It's not like they're getting blown out, guys. Right. I mean, I mean... the
1: only blowouts that they've had were, you know, and I... I don't even know if they're blown out against Arizona. They were blown out against USC in the first meeting. They were blown out against Cal and Colorado, and then Washington State. Um, You know, so
0: basically they play to the mattresses every time.
1: Yeah, and so it's you know they're they're not a good offensive team. They're a good defensive team. They're solid on defense. Um, You know, they they uh, do a decent job at. You know, basically their defensive stats are fine and their offensive stats are horrible. They're not a good three point shooting team at all. They're not a good two point shooting team, but two point on defense they're seventeenth in the nation. So I mean, there's something there. There's something there, and and that's why they beat UCLA. And in a way, they actually match up with UCLA uh, better than they do Arizona, which is funny. So because and the reason they match up better is because they're not a big team. UCLA is not a big team. And so they can kind of man up with athleticism and size. They're pretty similarly built. The difference is that UCLA has better players. Um, And and so Arizona is a completely different type of matchup than UCLA and poses way more difficulties um, than UCLA did for Arizona, which is kind of weird because obviously UCLA and Arizona are both really good teams.
0: And I think one point you brought up to me a couple times since their game last night is that they had three players play 15 minutes.
1: Yeah, that was UCLA. Oh, UCLA. UCLA had three players play 50 minutes, but which ASU is... ASU
0: was out there the whole time, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, and, and, and Bobby Hurley actually did a better job... Uh, managing. Managing the minutes than Cronin did. But, you know, you take a look at, um, you know, the, the minutes overall, and you're looking at it, and it's not like, you know, you had... Uh, I'm pulling it up real quick. That's why I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of stalling here. But... Um, You know, the the most minutes a guy played was 48. Jay Heath played 48. Horn played 45. Lawrence played 47. But, like, Gaffney, 29. Graham, 39. Jackson, 40. That's doable. Um, Every guy in UCLA's starting lineup played 50 minutes except for Cody Riley. So, I mean, it's just a a bad handling of minutes. And, look, that's, you know, 50 minutes. And then you're turning around 48 hours later and playing Arizona, who who handles their minutes differently because they have a bench. Like, Tubelas played great. He only played 25 minutes against USC. And he had
0: all those points. Right.
1: And so, the you know, Omar Balo d- doesn't play 30 minutes a game. And so they're able to get to that bench, whereas ASU doesn't have a bench. They have, like, one guy off the bench, unless, you know, Marcus Bagley magically recovers. But uh, they have one guy off the bench, basically, ASU does. And, you know, it's Marion Jackson, but he played 40 minutes. Um, and, and so, you know, that he'll probably be fine, but... Um, you know, if, if if Arizona gets out and runs, like let's say ASU is a little tired or whatever it might be, and Arizona is able to get out and run, uh, ASU is going to lose by 30 points. Like they cannot let Arizona run based on what happened uh, against UCLA, in my opinion.
0: Well, segueing into the final question, which is always, what is your prediction, Jason? I think you just said it.
1: Yeah, so I could actually see this game being closed for like the first shoot i'll give them the first half
0: the first half i sure. could see i could see asu adrenaline.
1: come and got confident adrenaline we just beat ucla but at the end of the day asu doesn't have the horses and it's very similar to the usc game where when it comes time to get a bucket who is asu going to go to and jalen graham's game is those floaters in the lane they're not going to be there with coloco and, and umar yeah um they're just not they're, you can't do that against this team their interior Um, Your ability to score against Arizona's size is diminished, no matter pretty much who you are, Um, and and so I I just find it that it's going to be difficult. And I kind of have the feeling where it's close. ASU kind of thinks they're in it, and then Arizona runs them in the second half. So I I believe, if I remember correctly, I picked seventy-six to fifty-eight in my breakdown.
0: That's easy. I mean, the spread is sixteen. I think it's
1: thirteen and a half right now. But it it just feels like the type of game where you're asking a lot again, you're asking a lot from ASU to be UCLA and Arizona and back to back games after a triple overtime game. It just feels like a blowout waiting to happen.
0: Yeah. I think it's going to be about 20. Yeah. I, I mean, and it, it. And that's being generous.
1: I mean, obviously the, the only, I would actually be surprised if it's within single digits. I really would. And that's not, and I'm not, and I, I respect how hard ASU plays. I'm, I'm actually more complimentary of ASU than maybe I should be. Um, but a lot of times it just comes down to which players you have and what they can do. And uh, Arizona might be the worst matchup for ASU in the entire conference.
0: It's definitely going to be a heartbreaker for ASU. I believe that's what's going to
1: happen. Honestly, I, I want to go back to the matchup I'm most intrigued by. Uh, Kirk Kreisa versus the ASU crowd. <laughs> he hasn't played it. Remember, there weren't fans That's last year. That's
0: true. There were not fans last year. There were year. not
1: fans. When, when Zoo hit the buzzer beater, no one was there.
0: Well, did you also see in the replay that we saw from last night that came out that someone threw something yes. at so the UCLA game the last night? Yes, the word is that
1: Peyton Watson was thirsty and, and an ASU fan threw a red cup at him. Just very said,
0: generously right. threw something to, yeah.
1: Look, I think tomorrow, like...
0: It's going to be... People
1: talk about Mikhail. And I'm not complaining. This isn't a complaint. I love it. But people talk about McHale. ASU... When Arizona... Like, like they rush the court, and they're chanting F U of A.
0: They're ready, man. Like,
1: like it's going to be nasty. And uh, it can go one of two ways for Kerr. He can let it shake him, or he's going to score like 20 points.
0: Fun fact. Shelby Shear does not go to U of A games in Phoenix anymore. Because of all the bad experiences I've had with ASU fans, I just decided it's not worth the stress, and I will just watch it on TV. So, that is a compliment to the ASU fan base. I just can't handle it. I just don't want to get, you know, thrown have things thrown at me or vodka bottles and crazy stuff going on. But they definitely passionately love their Sun Devils and that is a really good thing for our rivalry. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I like going. It's fun.
0: Well, you have to.
1: Yeah, but I like going. I like the atmosphere. I think it's fun. And and I've always said this as a fan. Like, take away Arizona ASU or don't. Whatever. There is no better feeling, and I've sold I've told this to you. That's true. As a than going to an away game and having your team win. Doesn't matter who it is. Like if you're Arizona going to ASU and they win, it is the best feeling. If Arizona goes to freaking Washington, it is an awesome feeling. It's just a really Fun feeling as a fan to follow your team on a road game and have them win. As long as you're obnoxious and uh, and putting your life in danger, like I won't let Shelby go to NFL games. You won't. I'm afraid. I really want to
0: go to Cardinals games. Someone give me tickets.
1: I'm afraid she'll get killed.
0: Yeah, he th- he thinks I'm gonna get in trouble. You Maybe will. I will. I just you I don't have out. a filter, and yeah. I have to rep my team. Well, and I you know don't care how big you are. I'll get in your face.
1: Okay. Here we go.
0: Anyway. We won't go into that
1: story. Very tough people with our chihuahuas. Yeah,
0: we have two chihuahuas. We're really scary people.
1: So, but um,
0: yay, go UVA! And we did figure out the other, th- um, you know, hashtag that UVA sports is using for the basketball teams. The women use "Made for It." We were talking about it last night. We couldn't remember "Made for It." Run with us. Bear down.
1: Is your presence in tomorrow night's podcast TBD?
0: No, man, I'm going to be up.
1: Because I'm not going to be home until like 1 a.m.
0: I mean, I might be asleep and then I might be up to be in the podcast. I
1: respect your grit.
0: My dedication, grit, true grit. grit. Thank you. No. That's my dedication to all of our U of A listeners. To the people. Yes.
1: By the way, last time I want to shout out Jalen Graham for uh, eating Chipotle before the UCLA game. I saw he ate Chipotle and he wasn't going to play until he made himself throw up in a shower before the game. And I just want to say Jalen Graham... We've all been there.
0: Except me because I don't eat Chipotle. When you eat
1: Chipotle, it's coming out one way or another. You know what I'm saying?
0: That's why I don't eat Chipotle.
1: All right. Bear Bear down, down, everyone.
0: Bear down. Outro, Jason, what is your ideal order at Chipotle?
1: Toilet paper and salmonella.
0: Ew, Jason, that's
1: (laughs) not real. No, I don't really, you know, carne asada. That's it? Yeah, a little burrito action. What happened to Qdoba? That place was bomb.
0: That was really good.